So their narrative is they they want to make all the money off of all medicine that is out there and they don't want anyone else to compete with them. So they don't want the supplemental industry. They don't want the compounding pharmacies. They don't want any of them because they're huge competition to them because a lot of people like these things that they're getting and they're going after these certain substances. Now, let's mm-hmm. say they could take control of all these substances and now they don't exist anymore or they have total control off of how these substances are prescribed or how they're used. And they use these little ways to make it sound like it's really good and great. We're making it safer for you because we're going to regulate this certain industry. And what they really do is they just take out certain substances when they do that. So really, they just want to make more money like most business really wants to do, especially big pharma wants to make more and more money off of what they do. And it's really ruining our health because it's making us as physicians that want to really help treat the cause of what's going on much more difficult. You're listening to the Integrative Medical Podcast with Dr. Jake, a licensed naturopathic doctor who will show you how to tap into your body's natural ability to heal your health issue and improve your symptoms quickly without harmful drugs or devastating surgeries. So pour some tea, get comfortable where you are, and enjoy this healing episode. Welcome back to the Integrative Medica podcast with Dr. Jake. I am Therese Marie. I am a mom. I'm a health nut. I'm a wife to a cancer fighter. And I'm here with Dr. Jake to talk about a pretty controversial topic, and that is the FDA's attack on your ability to get individualized medicine and how this is actually hurting our ability to be able to heal from diseases like autoimmune conditions, cancer, and more. And how it's actually keeping the FDA's pockets lined. Dr. Jake. Today will be a passionate topic of mine because this is really something that I use a lot and it's really affecting how I treat my patients effectively. So it's going to be fun today. I love it. A bit fun, right? But you know, what? what's interesting is I'm, as I'm talking more with you, because we've done in past episodes about some of the, the things that are happening, is how this is, that what we're going to talk about is this like kind of back behind the scenes attack that's happening. That's not directly on you, but it affects you while also hurting small businesses as well. Uh, It's amazing. It's behind the scenes. I don't think anybody knows about it unless you're a doctor in your industry and more people need to hear about it. So let's talk before we jump into what they're doing. Let's first discuss what is the FDA big pharma relationship? I think that's foundational before we can even understand why they're attacking some of the small businesses and individualized medicine and so forth. We got to understand the the way how the money works first, right? Yeah. So we talked on a previous uh, podcast a lot more on this, but really what the works is the FDA and pharmaceutical industries are kind of like this revolving door. So they benefit each other. And also the employees in these industries are just kind of going back and forth between each other and they're working together and they financially help each other out. So if you work for a big farmer, many times you're going to get a big position in at the FDA. If you help out the the big farmer when you're in the FDA, guess what? You're going to have this lucrative position that's going to be going on in big pharma. So there's this big revolving door going on, making the pharmaceutical industry a lot of money and making us really more sick because they're not really trying to help you get better over your disease. It's all about profits really. And it's really unfortunate. And this is not something I really knew about when I first started going into medicine and when I first started wanting to be a doctor. But when you actually start practicing medicine and diving into this, you start realizing what's going on. 
And so you started your practice in 2014. You were young, you were, you know, hopeful and, you know, uh, maybe naive in some ways when it yeah, came to yeah. all the things that you were going to be able to, to do with all of the, the brilliant knowledge that you, uh, you gained in, uh, in medical school. And then you started your practice and you started to see right away some of the things behind the curtain. What happened? What was starting to happen in 2014? So 2014 is, we'll go back to the real big history of what happened. So Big Pharma has really been going after compounding pharmacies for a while. But what happened is there's this compounding pharmacy that was making epidural medications, the steroid form of epidural medication. And many physicians were injecting this uh, medication into the epidural space, so right into your spinal fluid, and that could circulate throughout into your brain to help with pain and other things. So what happened is this pharmacy, for some reason, wasn't following good sterility practices because a lot of them, the injections that were done had E. coli in them, like mm -hmm. 14 or more. And these people were getting these meningitis infections through E. coli, which is a huge deal, really big problem from this compounding pharmacy. Now, this was in the news for a while, and there was a lot of hit on this. And really, there was a lot of this big negative light on compounded pharmacies. The FDA took advantage of this. They've been wanting to go after compounded pharmacies forever. Again, them and the big pharma are together. So why would they want to be going after? Okay, but before pharmacies? we jump into even like why go after it, I, I'm realizing there's something that we should all probably know for anybody who's listening in. What is a compounding pharmacy? And how is that different from like your local Walgreens or, you know, Safeway or something like that the type of pharmacy where we typically get our medicine from? So a big difference between us. So let's say you just go to your Walgreens or Safeway or whatever. Um, they are just giving you medications that are made by big pharmaceutical industries. A compounding pharmacy makes a medication. So they have the formula of a certain pharmaceutical medication. They make it in their lab, in the pharmacy and then they distribute distribute it to you. And they can make it in several different forms. They can make it like in a cream. They can make it in like a trochee sublingual thing. They can make it in an IV form. And so they are direct competition to Big Pharma because they make the drug. They make non-patentable drugs to help patients. And you don't have to rely solely on Big Pharma. And they make things many times a lot cheaper than the big pharmaceutical industries do. Okay. So now let's jump into then why would they be attacking these compounding pharmacies then? Yeah. The big reason why they're coming after them is because they're direct competition to them. So let's say they took out compounding pharmacies. They would be able to just put whatever price they want on a certain drug, patentable or non-patentable drug, and you have no say to it. So a big one with this, in a, this was in the news a lot, is just epinephrine, a drug that has been around forever. They bought the rights on epinephrine, the pharmaceutical industry did, the EpiPen, mm -hmm. and the, it was like selling for like 30, 50 bucks. And then it went to $600. A compounded pharmacy can make you an injectable form of epinephrine for like 10 to $30. So it's extremely a lot cheaper. And that could be done with all kinds of medications. So let's say that big pharma has what they want and take it out compounded pharmacies. Now they're able to make, charge whatever they want on medication and you don't have any of that uh, competitor going after you there. 
So it gives them a monopoly, really. How does this affect integrative care then? Like with some of the things that you want to do, why can't you just give your patients the patented pre-labeled, you know, dosage amount of drug that they, they say is okay versus you going to a compounding pharmacy and getting your medicine through them to help your patients? So as being an integrated physician, I really practice individualized medicine and everyone doesn't need the same form of medication. They don't need the same dosage form. Some people need really low doses. Some people need really high doses. And when it comes from just say the big pharmaceutical industry, they're making a ton of a certain medication. They're making just certain dosage forms and that might not work for someone. Also, someone might need a different delivery form of a certain medication besides it being a pill. They might be able to absorb it better through the skin or they don't get as much digestive upset or they have better effect because it doesn't have to be absorbed through the gut and go through the, the liver and that changes when that happens. So they're able to do it through the skin or they're able to do an injection or they're able to do a sublingual therapy. So the compounding pharmacy are able to make it in the perfect way for just you in dosage form and the delivery method is just right for you. Now, I know in your practice, you know, you treat a lot of people with like autoimmune conditions, cancer and so forth. And with those types of ailments that people suffer from, oftentimes they, they really do need a higher dose form of, of medicine or supplements and so forth to be able to really, really heal their ailments. W what relationship have you noticed with the types of the medicines that you've used that have been most effective in treating these types of conditions and how the FDA has gone to come through that back door through the co compounding pharmacies and it affected your ability to treat these types of conditions. So first off, I'd use a lot of IV therapies. So compounding pharmacies are the ones that make many of the substances that I do IV form. Also, I want a certain form of a medication and I don't like whatever everyone else has out there. So I could reach out to a compounded pharmacy and say, Hey, I want it in this way for my patient demographic or for this specific patient. And they can make that for me. So if you take away compounded pharmacies, I'm not able to do that individualized medicine anymore. I'm not able to do a lot of the IV forms, which when I do it, IV, we're able to bypass the gut. A lot of people that come into me have a lot of gut issues. A lot of the chronic illnesses related to that. So they're not able to absorb the nutrients very well. So I'm able to do it, IV, it's going to be more potent. Also, many of the substances that I do, when you look at the research, we need high doses of that. And we are able to achieve the high doses of that because we bypass the gut through the IV form. So compounding pharmacies cre uh, create a lot of my IV therapeutics and help me be much more effective on treating my patients that are dealing with chronic debilitating diseases like cancer, autoimmune disease, chronic fatigue syndrome, or whatever's out there. If they take away the compounding pharmacy, I'm not able to, able to treat them as well because they're taking away a lot of my toolbox when this happens. Also, what happened back in 2014 that we didn't really dive into is they made it more difficult and more expensive for me to do a lot of IV procedures in my office. So what they did is they made pharmacies that were called 503A and 503B. They didn't have that before. Before mm -hmm. you could just order a substance and get a lot of that substance in the office and have that when a patient comes in and use that substance. They changed it that I had to write a prescription for each individual patient that was coming into me for each individual medication. So I order a vial like of 30 milliliters. I only use two milliliters of that substance on a patient and that expires that day. I can't use that on any other patient because it's wow. patient specific. 
So it's made my industry a lot more expensive and made it a lot more expensive for my patients also when it would have been a lot cheaper and it's not safer at all to do it that way that I can't reuse that medica uh, medication in one day. Or and many of these are multi-dose files, so you could use them over 28 days. But let's say I have a patient that's coming in once and I have a 28-day vial, I use that, and then I'm using like 12 different vials in there. It's making that bag so much exponentially more expensive because I used to be able to just use that on a lot of different patients that were coming into the office. So just, just imagine in any other industry, if you could only use, let's say, beef for that specific person and you couldn't use that beef for anyone else. And that's what really happened there. So they were trying to make it much more difficult for us as providers, as physicians, to be able to treat our patients effectively when this happened. Also made it a lot more expensive for the compounding pharmacies, and they had to go through all kinds of different more regulation. A lot of compounding pharmacies shut down because they couldn't spend the money to be able to go through this, these things. They also made 503 pharmacy, 3B pharmacies, which had a ton of FDA oversight, and they only could compound certain medic medicines that the, that the FDA say you can make. So you can become an F 503A and go through tons of regulatory regulation, or you could become 503B and still have tons of regulation, but you have that all up front and you don't have to deal with it all the time. So, but when you do 503B, you don't have to do an individualized prescription. So it makes it easier for us, but we're not able to get every medication we want from a, the 503B pharmacy. So it just made it extremely more difficult to be a physician and also for the compounding pharmacies. So that was one way they started taking out compounding pharmacies back in 2014. Now that's the pharmaceutical side, you know, in integrative medicine specifically, you have this beautiful blend of both utilizing the, the, the benefits of, of pharmaceuticals, as well as some other more natural means like supplements and so forth mm -hmm. to be able to treat your patients. The pharmaceutical side is how they've come in and uh, attacked individualized uh, medicine. How are they coming in on supplements and other na more natural means, off-market means in, that are affecting people's health? So in that same way, they have come after supplements because I'm able to make these uh, nutrients in IV form and compounded pharmacies are the ones that do that. Big Pharma only has a few certain nutrients that you do, and the, but they don't have everything I need. So they're affecting herbs and nutrients in IV form. Also affecting herbs, nutrients, how they are delivered in a different way. Like a supplement is very, you usually get that in a capsule form. Compounded pharmacy is able to make that certain herb into a cream or they're able to make it into a injectable form or they're able to make it into a sublingual so you're able to absorb it under your tongue. So it makes it very much more individualized for both medications and also alternative substances. And really what I mostly prescribe are alternative substances in the compounded pharmacy is what I use for that. But they, so that's a big thing they've gone after in that regard is regulating, regulating that. And they have been going after certain substances also, like they've taken away certain substances that I use. And what the interesting thing is, the ones that they go after the hardest are the ones that have shown good effect for, for cancer, and interesting enough. So like IV turmeric or IV artemisinin, which is an extract from wormwood, or IV quercetin. These are all medications that were showing in good, good research to be beneficial for certain cancer. And what's interesting behind this is IV curcumin and artemisinin, when they were taken off the market, the pharmaceutical industry was going through phase three trials on these specific substances that they were patenting. They were putting a certain amino acid on these substances that they were patenting to treat cancers. So it's a, it's a pretty interesting thing that was going on. They took out this really cheap 
medication that we're able to do IV for them. And they increased it by 30 times and made it as a pharmaceutical drug. And you could patent that. And then they have that for five years to be able to make a lot of money off of their IV forms there. So it doesn't seem like that would be just mere coincidence. Doesn't it sounds like, like it there's obviously nope. a connection there. So what's the narrative? What's what's what they say, the guys that they that they eliminate these under while they're patenting their, you know, one amino acid off differented version, pharmaceutical version that they're creating. So their narrative is they they want to make all the money off of all medicine that is out there and they don't want anyone else to compete with them. So they don't want the supplemental industry. They don't want the compounded pharmacies. They don't want any of them because they're huge competition to them because a lot of people like these things that they're getting and they're going after these certain substances. Now, let's mm-hmm. say they could take control of all these substances and now they don't exist anymore or they have total control off of how these substances are prescribed or how they're used. And they use these little ways to make it sound like it's really good and great. We're making it safer for you because we're going to regulate this certain industry. And what they really do is they just take out certain substances when they do that. So really, they just want to make more money like most business really wants to do, especially big farmer wants to make more and more money off of what they do. And it's really ruining our health because it's making us as physicians that want to really help treat the cause of what's going on much more difficult. Yes, indeed. And obviously people are not able to get well because they're, they're not having access to some of these IVs. They're having to now take this uh, pharmaceutical version that's not going to be as effective, but makes, you know, the pharmaceutical company's money. And you're obviously seeing that in, in your practice. Now, thankfully, you have been able to still find ways to be able to treat your patients, despite all of the ways that the FDA has attacked the integrative medicine uh, industry, if that's a even a word that we could even use yep. for for those people who do want to be able to to see you to actually get treatment, that's actually going to help them, right? How can they get a hold of you? Yeah, visit our website integrativemedica.com. Find our phone number there. Give my receptionist a call. You can set up an in person or a virtual visit with me or some of my other awesome doctors we have at my clinic, Integrative Medica. Awesome. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please leave uh, a positive review. And you can also start following Dr. Jake on Instagram at Dr. Jake Wellness. We'll see you all next week. Hey, Dr. Jake, thank you for your time today. And if you enjoyed the show, then do us a favor and leave a review. It helps more people to find the show, which could save their life. And remember, this is a podcast and should not replace personalized attention from a medical professional like Dr. Jake. If you or someone you know has been diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, cancer of any stage, or a life-changing illness, visit our website today and schedule a virtual appointment with one of our doctors who can lead you to a treatment plan in your area. That's integrativemedica.com. Integrative, M-E-D-I-C-A.com. Thank you for listening to the Integrative Medica podcast with Dr. Jake. To hear past episodes and get alerts for the future, subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform and be sure to follow us on YouTube as well. Just search for Integrative Medica with Dr. Jake.